Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to see you. Great to be with you again, Dr. Paul. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of history all the way back to when somebody crossed this uh, little stream uh, called the Rubicon and big things changed. And that, of course, was a major point in history. A republic was destroyed and a dictatorship was taken over. And certainly the Roman Empire changed after that. <clears throat> but I want to sort of allude to that uh, happening here in, 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 in America. Uh, did it happen? Is it happening? Did it, and when did it happen? And that is, uh, have we really crossed uh, the American uh, Rubicon? Are we no longer a republic? Are we a dictatorship? Uh, are we in the process of it? And what, what events, uh, you know, brought this on? Because uh, I think uh, there's a large majority of the American people would agree with me that we don't live with a republic. There are some that are glad of that because they're, they're authoritarians and this republic is always interfering you know, with the authoritarian. So there'll be those groups, but there'll be others. Uh, uh, you know, there may be uh, some uh, honesty on the left. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the authoritarians uh, might say that, uh, uh, you know, that we, we don't, uh, we don't have a republic anymore. There were progressives that believed in, in civil liberties and they had an anti-war sentiment and that w worked into the uh, uh, position of, of what our republic was all about. But uh, there's, so it's sort of up for a discussion, but I think the majority of Americans, if they had to answer the question, do you think the American Republic is alive and well? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think uh, it'd be probably every bit as bad as the number we say, uh, you, you know, how, are, are we better off in America now than we were a year or two ago? And uh, are we in good shape? And the American people, the one thing is, is the large majority, they, they don't believe the government. So I would say that the problems are there precisely the day it happened uh, is uh, a debate. But I have a date that I've used uh, in, in uh, talking about this issue as being a big date because I was emotionally, personally uh, close to it, and that was on November 22nd uh, of the assassination of uh, Kennedy. And uh, I think big things happen at the time. I didn't say to myself, boy, this is a coup. The CIA's taken over. But I've come to the conclusion that the CIA was very, very much involved and that the rule of law was really undermined and destroyed. And our system of government has changed dramatically uh, since that time. And uh, right now we're seeing a real mess coming up and it's uh, reflected in what's being said and done and implied in the presidential race and uh, how much hatred there is and the, uh, the, the voidness of uh, people telling the truth. Yeah, you might have one out of a thousand. That guy's telling the truth. Wow, where'd he come from? You know, and, uh, and that I think is a big issue. So it isn't, uh, I would venture to say that a good historian would not would agree that what we have today isn't exactly what the founders had, uh, you know, anticipated. 
and uh, we all know changes occur, but even anticipated in the rule of law, and, and, uh, and that maybe the tyranny that we deal with today uh, may equal the personal tyranny that the British Empire was dishing out back at the time of our revolution. So it's an interesting subject, uh, Chris, and there's a lots of ramifications from this because what we're really talking about, do we live in a free country? Chris? Yeah, unfortunately, the answer to that is no. I mean, <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. And it happened very slowly and over time, you could say even since the very beginning. You know, uh, the American people had a love for liberty that is absolutely true. They separated from England. The tax was like 2%, and that was too high. Today, we can't even dream of taxes that are 2%. Uh, but it happened slowly, and, you know, we could, there's lots of dates where you could point to that it's, you know, that, that were pivotal. You know, the founding of the Fed, Woodrow Wilson's disastrous. Uh, you know, uh, move to get us involved in a world war, in a war that turned into a world war that shouldn't have, and then uh, following with FDR, the uh, what Dr. Paul uh, uh, said about the assassination of JFK. That's when the deep state, you know, flexed its muscles, and it has been doing so ever since. You could talk about 9/11 and the Patriot Act. And as time goes on, each generation of Americans knows less freedom than the previous generation. They just think that this is normal, you know, and uh, it's very abnormal in a free society, but you become used to it. You become used to the tyranny. And COVID, now the government is directly in your face and now sticking things in your body. I mean, how much closer can they get? They're not a distant you know, authoritarians, they're right up in your face now. So, but this happened gradually over time, slowly, slowly, they chipped away. And unfortunately, you know, Americans are going to have to, you know, uh, uh, gain a respect for freedom again, because the government will not stop. They, they have no breaks. They may take their time, but they're going to keep pushing further. You know, there's an association that people uh, acknowledge, and that is uh, the development of Western civilization and also the American Republic, because, you know, Western civilization, really, you have to go back to the beginning of times because there were always advancements. But uh, Western civilization more recently is identified with 200, 300 years with Industrial Revolution and all the, all the advancements uh, that we have had. And certainly politically, one of the high marks of Western civilization was uh, our revolution and the Jeffersonian era coming in and a reflection on, uh, on, on, on the uh, Enlightenment at the time. And John Locke uh, was a, really uh, a, a tutor by history to Jefferson. And this was a great time, always imperfect and always something that was always being challenged. But that, that uh, is reflected now in what we see on our televisions, what we read about it, what we hear, attitudes that are going on. And that is, uh, uh, people do ask a legitimate question. Uh, who stole Western civilization? Do we have a civilization? We certainly uh, uh, have, most people would agree with Chris that there's not much left of the Republic. And is there anything salvageable uh, is a question we have and, uh, and what, what can be done. 
But the uh, civilization uh, issue is not hard to get your attention because if you look at our streets, if you look at the statistics of crime, if you look at the statistics of how many people living in tents, how many people are using the streets of San Francisco as a sewers, I mean, it doesn't look very civilized. I think uncivilized people in a lot of times throughout our history probably were a lot more civilized than what how some people are living today. And this, this I think, uh, can't be uh, denied. And uh, is it all an accident? Is it inevitable? Did it happen this way? Uh, hardly. Uh, there are people who just came up with a you know, a diametrically different uh, opinion about what government should should be all about, and one is that <clears throat> that people living in a civilized society, for the majority of people throughout history, thought that there was a higher law, there was something spiritual about uh, living decently, <clears throat> even laws that were written prior uh, to to Samaria's uh, uh, code. <clears throat> talked about a higher law, and, and we talk about higher laws and, natu and natural law uh, to hold people in check that there's a universal desire, at least it's available, it's there, uh, of you shouldn't be lying, cheating, and killing, and stealing, and all, all these things that <clears throat> go on and ending up in chaos. And some people literally I say, well, there is no such thing as truth. You can't know it. And they're the nihilists of the world. And uh, they pretend they might believe in a natural law, but they, they don't follow it. <laughs> and this has led uh, to, uh, to a problem that we've witnessed all the time. I think it has introduced something that we're tolerating, uh, at least forced to tolerate, this whole, whole idea of wokeism and how that has engulfed our country in very recent years and that's out of control and I don't know how we can blind ourselves to the seriousness of what we're witnessing in that regard. Chris? Yes, very good. You know, Dr. Paul, uh, the the so-called leaders, you know, the, people use the word elites. I hate that word because they're not elite. Uh, they may be very good at uh, wielding the levers of power, so we'll give them that. But they're, what they've done is they've, they've made it all about how leaders are chosen. That's the only thing that matters. Do you have a vote? Do you have a vote? You're able to vote, so therefore you have freedom. And the truth is obviously not, uh, that's not the case because lots of people have votes and we do, we're losing our freedom ever more rapidly. So it's not about how leaders are chosen what's important is about what leaders can do and if you have a king that can only tax you two percent but you have a democracy where you have a vote and half your money is gone and even more i mean which one is better and i'm not a monarchist i'm all for liberty whichever you know if you want to vote and the government can't bother you and our government gets involved in every single aspect of your life, whether it's health or your parenting or what you eat, what you can think and what you can say. I mean, this is freedom because you could go pull a lever somewhere. You know, no, it's not. They've, they game the system. They made you think that you were free and they took all your freedom away. So that's, you know, what people have to focus on is, you know, what will lead us to getting these people off our backs, no matter how they're chosen. 
you know, and, and you know, someday that's going to have to happen. Uh, when is anybody's guess? You know, and there are so many things that have been going on, especially in the last, even in the last five years, that demonstrates that the uh, sentiment of a re true republic uh, is pretty much absent from our environment. But uh, we don't have a Department of Justice. I think most people are starting to realize that. And some people say that's good because then we can dictate all the rules. We've had the government take over education, which was the opposite of how the founders got their education. They didn't have a Department of Education. We don't, uh, <coughs> we have it, and that has undermined, I think, the principles of liberty. That doesn't mean that uh, everybody that's ever been educated in a public school didn't make it, but it's, it's what's it's established in a general attitude in this country, and it comes from the educational system. So the, in many ways, it has taken over. But uh, <coughs> what about all the chaos that we have in the streets, <clears throat> all the riots and stealing and killing and all this stuff. How did all this happen? And uh, you know, well, it's just uh, it's just part of society, and they sort of brush it off. But uh, some believe, and I lean in this category, that it's very, very deliberate because chaos is what the Marxists wanted. They they ritually wanted to bring on chaos, destroy everything, so that we can usher in the age of socialism. And so I don't think that is an accident. And this age of wokeism and the nuttiness of it has engulfed our Department of Justice, the, our educational system, and, uh, you know, even the medical profession, all the employments going, uh, going on. So on the surface, I think in some areas, things seem to be better than they really are. But I tell you what, most people are sensing something big is happening, and we better get hold of it if we want to preserve anything left to our republic. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish with my closing thoughts, and I'm going to, as usual, try to take an optimistic point of view. Uh, it's, it's a truth in all aspects of our lives that we want something when we don't have it. And when it comes to freedom, we've had it chipped away like we've been talking about for hundreds of years now. But the moment that Americans want their freedom, they will do anything for it. And that's just how it is in human nature. Once they realize they're trapped, you know, that's when they will want it again. And the government has, over these last hundred years, been used to doing pretty much whatever they want. And I think uh, the actions of COVID was a very big signal. It was a very, very big blow off top if, you know, if you're trading in the markets because they just steamrolled us you know, to an, an embarrassing, uh, in an embarrassing way, the throwing mess on everybody uh, to the point where they even uh, uh, caused some, they knocked some people out over a mask. I mean, this was government at its worst, you know, and are, so, but, but that's the types of people that are in government. That's all they know. They just steamroll everyone. The same thing with wars. All they know is go kick around some small country, beat them up, you know, but now you're not going to beat up and kick around Russia or China, you know, so that now these neocons, they don't know what to do with themselves. So this is the type of people that are in government and all they need is, you know, some a little bit of pushback or resistance, enough people saying no, and they won't know what to do with themselves. 
So this, you know, there is reason for optimism. You know, people will also suffer much longer than they need to, and that's even in our Declaration of Independence, that people will continue to suffer and suffer and suffer. So that's also a possibility, too. But, you know, you, you always want what you can't have. And when, if Americans ever wake up and realize how unfree they've become, you know, some very good things can happen. Very good. You know, throughout history and recorded history, that shows that there's been plenty of ups and downs <laughs> with the progress of civilization. Some build and then some disappear. And yet I, I am of the opinion, as many others are too, that Western civilization has really been fantastic even though it has had, even in the process, a lot of ups and downs, too many wars, and you know, a lot of primitive things still going on, although technologically it seems to <coughs> advance uh, quite well. So this is something that uh, uh, we have to ask, the question we have to ask is, well, is this different? Is this ending going to be different in civilization that will have a setback for the next 10,000 years, longer than the history that we have so far? Well, we don't know that, but <clears throat> I would think if you look at history and you look at the possibilities, there's no reason for us not to think that we couldn't concentrate on what has happened in the past when things got bad. And it seems like uh, civilizations survived because there was always a remnant of the civilization that was being undermined by a group of individuals that realized the good stuff and maintained <clears throat> and kept that going. I think that has been available. There still is a remnant. There's a remnant right now who is fighting for the cause of liberty, the cause of decency and, uh, and honesty. But it's being challenged like it's never been challenged before by the organized, deliberate nihilism that people believe is their God. Uh, they literally uh, take, they, they represent it as a God and they're in charge and that's why they fear uh, the, those who believe in natural law and they believe in a higher law are the enemies of those who want to bring on the chaos to usher in their age of authoritarianism. And that's ongoing, but I do believe very strongly in, 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 uh, in, in, in the remnant. I believe it's building. I believe economic uh, education, economic knowledge is better than it's ever been before. It's just that the nihilists have been able to obstruct its implementation. So it's, there's a lot of things that go, has gone on. Yes, there's a tremendous amount of technology. A lot of it is used for evil, especially the part that's used for war. And uh, that, that is also available to people who might join the crowd of saying, well, there is a higher law. We do know what right, uh, what the, the difference between right and wrong, and therefore we should pursue that course. So I think if people have a desire to do this, my own personal opinion is that uh, you should have some gold. And mine personally has been always to seek the most excellent things that I can possibly do, thinking that it's good and right, and, um, and, and do my best to do what, what, what would be best for everybody. Uh, the, the other thing is, is uh, it has to be blended in with a sense of responsibility of having virtue, something that you can't define, but I think everybody knows what it is. It invites the idea of, of, of uh, volunteerism and generosity and decency. And that's available. And, uh, and, and it can usher in. There are periods at times that things have improved. But I'll tell you what, 
I think the mess we're in is big time. I think the crash of this, this effort, the social and economic situation, is going to be very bad. But there's nothing that says that the pieces can't be picked up if we who believe in liberty do our job properly and spread this message so that the rebuilding can be much better than what we have today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.